Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are the purveyors of truth, justice, and the occasional dick joke. And this week, we got... More than occasion. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was trying to be nice, you know. Mm. Well, you know. Uh, so this week, we have kind of a kind of a big show for you this week. So I think... A really big show. Really big show. Nobody uh, knows that reference. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Before we start, <laughs> we're going to have... Uh, the San Diego uh, circus performers come out with their dancing monkeys, and then we're going to go right into uh, Adam's performance of Oliver. I don't uh, even know why I know that reference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people under people are Googling weird, guy with a weird voice talking about circus things. <laughs> like, oh shit, it's holding Yeah, up, they're right? getting <laughs> some weird fucking uh, Google results. <laughs> they're getting that YouTube guy that just stares at you. <laughs> I, I always know I'm, I always know I've been on YouTube too long when I get to a video and I go to the comments and and it says I'm in the weird part of YouTube again, aren't I? <laughs> you always see that <laughs> random comment. The one that speaks to truth. Yeah. <laughs> and he brings you back. Oh shit, I should go to like, bed. I know you're like going, Oh man. Yeah. It's time to put on some, you know, <laughs> Nick tunes. <laughs> time uh, to watch Victorious. <laughs> oh man. So <laughs> I wanted to First thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, did you hear about the 512 gigabyte SD card? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> what the fuck do you need that for? I mean... Well, for video, I mean, it kind of well, makes sense, but... I mean, they say it's rated for 4K video capture, but it's like an ultra... Do they say the speed, though? Um, Actually, let me see. I'm looking at it here at... Actually, no. Now that I'm looking at it, because I'm looking at a Mashable... Thing. You know the the single most important right. thing of an SD card that goes into a camera right. is the speed. <laughs> <laughs> it said it's rated for 4K and able to write all data needed to store high ultra high resolution in real time. Uh, it can handle a lot of wear and tear. No, it doesn't actually say speed, but 800 bucks though. 
See, that's stupid. And we were talking about this um, before the podcast. SD cards, not they're great. They really are. But they do rarely have a habit of just failing. Yeah. And if you have an $800 SD card, <laughs> it's not going to be, oh, man, I got to go to the store and get another. No, it's going to be you fucking chucking your camera across the street. <laughs> I know. You're be like, what the fuck? This is for and, them, and, and, them and it, rich it, folks. Yeah, and it's not the fuck. It's, it, it's the point where you're angry where it's the fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just like, and I saw that, I was like, why would anybody need that? I Yeah, okay. You know, it's half a terabyte we're dealing with here. You know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, this has more. That has more memory than my laptop does. I mean, it's just like I, I don't know why you would need that. I mean, I mean, and the the thing too is not everything will be able to support a 512 gigabyte card. Yeah, that's the thing that people, a lot of people, aren't going to realize. Yeah, because they're like, going to have like a camera from 10 years ago and try to yeah. put it in there. Yeah. Oh man, I just paid 100, 800 bucks to get this SD card. I put it in my camera. Uh-uh. <laughs> you'll you'll literally hear the wah wah wah. <laughs> no returns. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you opened it. Fuck off. <laughs> Suck a dick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. But I saw that. I was like, who the fuck needs that? Like seriously, I think I think it's more of a proof of concept thing. Like they do stuff like that sometimes, for, just to prove that it can be done, and then people will try to make it cheaper. Yeah, because I, I don't. No one in their right mind is going to spend eight hundred dollars on an SD card. Oh, there's Especially that, there's that dude. There's that dude. Imagine losing that fucking thing. Oh Jesus! I would cry. I had all my Jennifer Lawrence pictures on that thing. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh my god, I had the Jennifer Lawrence porn and the all the, the Kate Mara, all of that, and my Nicktoons cartoons were on there. <laughs> What's with you and Nicktoons? <laughs> I can't even today. <laughs> I even had the I even had the Photoshop Jennifer Lawrence fake ones, but I had them good ones though. That's <laughs> <laughs> them good ones though. <laughs> you ever see ever see a Photoshop fake nude and it's oh. so good that you, you go what a fake Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, is it? The, you, you have that moment, then you're like, wait, but the see, because you, you actually have to look at the picture and you go, okay, the the nude pictures are not going to be all glossy and like playboyed out. They're going to no. be, they're the ones, they're going to be the ones that are like, you know, no makeup, ha- yeah, hanging over a couch or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking at it, you're like going, huh, I used to get those for my girlfriend. You it's know? like, you know, if I squint... <laughs> kind of works. <laughs> Dick oh. joke achieved. Yeah. Ding! <laughs> achievement point. You got achievement trophy. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so tell me about some Google. Tell me, Give me some Google news. Google, Google, Google. Um, I was going to read this article. It's super short. I wrote it. What up? Um, That's why it's super short. <laughs> it seems like everyone is getting hacked these days, ranging from small stuff. Uh, no, let's not read it. Um, so Google gets hacked, sort of. Uh, it says that 5 million Gmail passwords were posted on a Russian Bitcoin forum, which I linked. Um, you can try <laughs> That's to what we later. do here. Right. Well, everyone else was linking it. Um, 
which 60% of these passwords claim to still be working. Um, so Google s- spoke with C News, that's a Russian news site. I linked that too. Uh, <laughs> and Google actually did a good job translating it. It made it made some sense. They didn't do an Apple. <laughs> We're not at fault. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. By the Go way, buy the, the iPhone, iPhone six <laughs> and sign uh, up for the new iCloud. <laughs> so Google said um, this was the end result of a long line of multiple hacking and phishing attempts uh, to steal. I I spelled steal as in the metal. By the way, it was late um, to steal data from individual users and not the Google server itself. The key difference here, because it's easy to fish an individual account, but not as serious as a full-scale server attack. So, so at first I was like, it sounds like Apple all over again. Like they're going, it was a hack, but it wasn't the server. But Google explained it in a way saying, they stole, your, they stole these people's account stuff, but they didn't access the main server. So probably the same exact thing happened to them as happened to Apple, but Apple worded it in such a shitty way that they made themselves look like dicks. Yeah, because I heard a lot of it was um, comprised of old hacks. Like, some of of them weren't even in use anymore. Um, Well, that's what they said. It's so many of these small little hacks, and they compiled this huge list, and then they posted it. It's like somebody had an Excel sheet and had a weekend to kill. Um, it's what I'm kind of confused. I just don't understand what the what the point is. You're just being a dick. Like you're not even. It's not even like a, like you're making a statement or anything. Like anonymous tries to do. Right, you're right. just being a dick. Yeah. And and honestly, it's on a Russian website. Only Russians are going to know about it. Yeah. I mean, I know I know that it makes me sound like a dick, but I mean, everyone who lives and breathes by Google is not there. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, and, um, and, and, then, and oh, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I yeah, I heard, and I think I heard something where they say a lot of the lot of that information was um, through phishing uh, things, which actually I'm gonna talk about later in regards yeah. to Twitch. But yeah, so it's like uh, so in which case, yeah, I can see that and see why it's you know um, why it happened and things like that. But you know it's. It still it it still sucks. I mean, but the thing is, is by this point, Google notifies you right away when they your account gets um, accessed from a different location. Well, one of one of my many Google accounts over the years was actually I think it was subject to a hack. I don't know if it was this one, but um, it was one that I didn't. I forgot about. I haven't used it in so long, and and um, I got an email to my my email I use saying someone's trying to access this from France. Um, and I just I logged back into it and I changed the password and Bob's your uncle. But uh, oh, here's another tip for a lot of guys for that phishing stuff. When you get emails that say, "Hey, your password's been compromised. Click this link." Don't do that. Google won't do that. Yeah. No one will do that. Yeah. It, it, no, but yeah, but that's how a lot of the phishing scams work. Yeah, I know. But I'm and, saying, but they official, won't. Official yeah. official companies they'll send you an email. Yeah. But there will be no link. They will yeah. tell you to log into your account and right. just do it. Yeah, if, if it gives you a link, even if you like, if you even most browsers, you hover over it and it'll show you where the URL is. If well, you, you can you can right click on it too and and uh, click on inspect element, and you'll get a lot of fucking HTML code. But in there, there'll be the link. Yeah, and you'll be able to know that that's not, you know, f- from who they said they are. Because most, like, a lot of times I get those phishing emails from PenPal, you know, or eBay that says, like, oh, hey, your password's been compromised. Click here. 
and it's just like going no and funny that went right to my spam account <laughs> it goes yeah, right exactly to, so you know yeah I, I i used to get uh phishing emails claiming they were google <laughs> but it would go to my spam account my spam folder i'm like right. i don't think google yeah, would go to yeah this doesn't make any sense but I, I did say at the end um while it's nice to hear that google servers are alive and well it would still be best to take some action on your Google accounts. If your password is compromised, it's as simple as changing your password to fix. The Lazy Geeks encourages everyone to fire up their Gmails as soon as possible and update their password. Even if you don't think you were part of the scam, just change your fucking password. You should change it every once in a while anyway. And, actually, and do the two-step authentication. Yes, and I actually started using um, LastPass. You ever heard of that? I've heard that. The The problem was is the free one, I think, is only on one computer. I use multiple computers, and that kind of drags me down. No, I can use it on whatever computer I fucking want. You can't use it on mobile. That's the problem. Mm. The the free one you can't use it on mobile, so I had to um I had to write down the passwords. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then log into my phone. But I, I, I barely use my phone because it's disconnected anyway. So for now it's fine. Yeah, I usually but, um, most I use, yeah, for most of my email or my phone it's Facebook, Twitter and you know. My my Gmail password now is like twenty characters long. It has like hashtags and fucking all types of weird shit. In it. <laughs> so fortunately for your for, fortunately for your mobile, you just need it just memorizes it and you're good. <laughs> yeah, good fucking good luck. luck. Yeah. If you crack that code, I'll let you in for fifteen minutes just just out of sheer <laughs> being impressed. Oh man! All right, moving along. Next thing I want to talk about. So Married with Children, right? Mm-hmm. This show was fucking classic, dude. Like, if if you're a 90s kid or just old enough to be coherent in the 90s, you definitely <laughs> know about Married with Children. Um, if you didn't like Married with Children, then you were just some fucking, like, asshole. Well, let's be honest. Nobody liked you, basically. Yeah, you were that dick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's it, just that dick. You're not even yeah. good enough to get a description past that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that show went on for 11 fucking seasons. Uh, yeah. It went a long time. So they're talking about a spinoff. Um, after eight years of being off the was it eight years of being off the air? I think it's longer than that. I think it's longer than that. Oh, I said, I said in the first paragraph, one of my favorite shows growing up, Married with Children. It was a time of television where sitcoms showed a far grittier side of family life and tended to not hold back on what can happen in a more typical American family. We can't all be the Cosbys, folks. <laughs> um... Oh, no, yeah, after two decades of being off the air. Oh, yeah. So Sony Pictures Television has it, has announced they're working on a pilot, um, which will be focusing on uh, the son, Bud Bundy. Yeah. Um, there's no word past that, but that's that's what that's what they're talking about. And um, I thought this was interesting because the um, every, all the original cast is still very active in, in the acting world. Yeah. And also, know. they're not afraid to to get to get back together for pictures and stuff like that. And I think a lot of them have this kind of fondness for married with children. None of and them are, none of them are embarrassed by it. I guess that's that's always cool too. Because I hate these actors like the show or movie that that really gave them their start. They'll try to ignore it because now they're doing serious dramas or some <laughs> right, stupid right. shit like that. You know, so it's really cool. And another thing that I thought was interesting is um, Bud Bundy. <laughs> was the the kids themselves really actually that whole fucking show was politically incorrect i mean oh, it yeah. was kind of its main point you know like the chick was useless the mother right um the the father was uh i don't know 
he was the shit. I can't really, I can't really <laughs> hate on Al. Um, but the son was like a sex crazed fucking virgin who would, he had blow up dolls that would <laughs> show up, and he he basically treated women as if they were objects when he got a chance. And the daughter was an object and <laughs> fucked everything that moved. So I'm kind of interested in how that, especially the Bundy character would be portrayed in modern television where everyone cries about fucking everything being offensive. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, um, cause even the sitcoms now, like people will say, Ooh, you know, they really, they really cross lines on fucking two broke girls. I'm like, no, they don't. No, it's a one liner. It's, they, it's not, they, they take it, to, they take it where we've taken it for years. Fucking Mary with children. There was one liners and visual aids. Oh Yeah. Like they, I they think, let you know what was happening. I think you're gonna get probably a bunch of people that be like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta see that," because you remember how it was, and mm-hmm. you, you want to see that. And then you get the people of like, going, "Oh, this show is, is, you know, they treat it like they did back in the '90s." And then, and the, to be honest, the country's ripe for it again. <laughs> I want TV to go back to being just offensive as fuck, because yeah. I, th- I think. I think that's necessary in people's lives to not be so fucking uh no that might offend somebody i think that's bullshit yeah. you know what i mean it, it stunts comedy and, and it just stunts like free thinking man well what it does is it you know it, it prevents us from dealing with anything exactly. because when people somebody comes to be i'm offended by it it's because you don't want to deal with it and it's yep. just like you know yeah we're you're being you know you know it just I don't know. It's just so hard when you're just like, look, I we lived through these things. We came out okay, you know. I think when you become when you become, and I, it's this falls along the lines, and I've always believed that this is, falls along to the parents that are overprotective of their children. They don't want their children to do anything because they don't want them to get hurt or experience bad things, and it makes them unprepared for life. Yep. And it's just like, yeah, you're actually doing more harm than good. Perfect example. Today. I was watching um, the sequel to uh, The Little Mermaid with my kids. Oh, Jesus. And you find out why the king doesn't like humans. It's because a pirate ship crashed into his wife. (laughs) It just didn't give a fuck. So after that... He turned into Aquaman. Right. (laughs) After that, he, he didn't let anyone go to the surface... He's, he was real cold and just a dickhead. And the one thing that stood out to me, and I was watching with my wife and I had an argument about it. Um, he banned music in the kingdom. No music. And you should remember that from the first Little Mermaid. No fucking music or whatever. It's weird. So he was the father from Footloose? Pretty much. And um, he banned music because his wife would always sing and that was like her biggest thing. So I said, that's fucking, that sucks. And she's like, what? And, and I tell my wife, he he ban- he doesn't want to deal with the fact that his wife is dead. Yeah. So he's banned things that remind him of her. And she's telling me, well, it's because blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's irrelevant with the reasons for it. It's fucking stupid. It sucks. He's not working through his problems. And I realize this isn't even the first Little Mermaid. And we're getting <laughs> serious about it. Like, this is the direct DVD cut. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> They're writing a 30-page thesis on that whole concept from The Little Mermaid alone. I will, I, will say, <laughs> Just right. the I will say it's called Little Mermaid Ariel's Beginnings or something like that. Uh, I will say without shame, um, you see all of her sisters more in this one, and they are st- they are pretty cute. Someone was having fun drawing those chicks. <laughs> and they have every archetype. There's a blonde, there's a brunette, 
obviously a redhead. There's, <laughs> there's a black-haired chick. I'm like, damn, y'all, you got all the bases covered other than the, you know, fish bottom. Right, right. But, you know, they can't all be perfect. Right. There's got to be one. Right. <laughs> all right. So in this podcast, we are actually going to start a new segment called the Doctor Who Recap. And um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take because, you know, for us, it's Monday when we record this and it's released on Wednesday. So it gives us both the chance to watch the episode and then just talk about it. We will we will potentially we warn you guys now that they will contain some spoilers. If you haven't watched the episode by now, you're not a true Doctor Who fan. If you haven't, then you deserve the spoilers. Um so this week's episode is the what is this the third episode in? Uh, no, this is like the fifth. Four, no, no, it's not the fifth. Fourth, fourth. Sorry, it's the fourth episode in. Like uh, I said, it's the fourth. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, called "Listen," written by Stephen Moffat, and uh, oof, this was freaky. I love when he does those little freaky. He where he takes those little those little moments from your childhood that freaks you the fuck out. Yeah, and then plays with them in a dull world, and then you—it's cool because like the little kid, the kids that are watching it freak out because it's what they think about now. And adults, it's like, oh my god, I remember I used to be that way, or still am that way. Right. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, really quick uh, plot synopsis was uh, the doctor's trying to f- believes that there's somebody with him at all times, that he's not truly alone, that none of us are truly alone, and wants to find out why. And it's his personal mission. And he takes Clara back in time and with him to try to figure it out. And really great twist at the end. Loved it. But uh, and you've been liking all the episodes that have been coming up. Um, I've been liking them because it seems like, especially because they have the new Doctor, right? So every episode is a different type of Doctor Who episode. Yeah. Like, there, I've, there's, I've noticed you, that too, yeah. You had the... The Robin Hood one, you had your little bottle episode that really had nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. You have this one, which is the horror, creepy episode. Um, of course, the starting one where he's wandering around like a dumbass. Um, <laughs> and the second one, which, like, asked a bigger question episode, kind right. of. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the Dalek one. The Dalek one, yeah. Which I and thought was a great episode. They're all great episodes. And I think it's it's um, it's really showcasing not only like hey remember that we do these like that right, kind of right. stuff because the last one as much as i liked matt smith's run it started to become the same kind of episode over and over again because they had such a huge like series length fucking mm. storyline going on right so it was extremely heavy every episode and especially when that that robin hood episode came out i was like i love these episodes mm. i can just watch it and enjoy it and i don't feel like i'm like okay i just finished watching doctor who now let me get all the pieces together, <laughs> right. and I have to spend another hour putting them all mm. together. Not to I say that you won't. Not to say, I, because there's I a, love it. Like, I don't mind doing Missy that. Missy right now, you know, it's that. Of course. I mean, it, I'm kind of leaving that alone right now because I don't know enough. Right. Like, there hasn't been enough said to yeah. really to really jump to any conclusions yet. Other than it's the master. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what the, you know, the next couple episodes are about. But the... Uh, this episode specifically, I think it was good too because it never – it had so many questions that weren't answered. Yeah. And like you get to the end and it tells – you assume, oh, okay, well, that's the wrap-up. That's the end. And then you, you start walking away and you go, well, wait a minute. Yeah. What was this and this and this? You know what I mean? So Exactly. 
it was good. And then it introduced um, Mr. Pink, yes, who is going to be a very key. I think that's going to be the character they're going to use to when Clara leaves. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so. I I, th- I think they're going to do that. They're bringing in some mystery behind him. I like the fact that they were doing the, uh, you know, he was a time traveler, or the great grandson, I guess, the time traveler. Um, but uh, it was fun. It was cool too. I I like the fact that the way they're using that dynamic between the Doctor and Clara is so funny because he picks on her looks so much. You yeah, know, he's, he's the only one that would say she doesn't look good. Yeah, he's like, why? Why do you need three mirrors? Why don't you just turn? Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, you, you're not going out now because you've taken off your makeup. I haven't taken off my makeup. It's still on. Oh, you must have missed a spot. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know, her face is so wide. It's her eyes. You know, it's just he picks on her looks so much that it's it's really kind of funny to see that and see how the dynamic has changed. But yeah, what you were saying too is it, it really showcasing uh, Peter um, Capaldi into each facet of Doctor Who because there is the carefree one which is a Robin Hood one which I adored because the way him and Robin Hood were basically having a pissing contest the entire episode was hilarious you know it's it's the doctor's ego he has to be smarter than everything you know all of that and the way he was handling the um, oh what's his name I can't remember the character's name but the one that the the guy that plays the little ukulele type of thing no, no, no. Oh, it's that little John. Um... It's not the, the musician guy. And he kept telling him he only had six months to live. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's in, he's empowering our lives well for you for six months, you know. But, you know, and then, you know, he had the traditional one, the, the really deep philosophical one with the Dalek. And then this one with the creepiness. Like, he took, he took charge. And I love that speech about the superhero. Where yeah. he told him, you know, he's like, yeah, but you have... You know, your heart rate's going. You can run faster. You can jump higher. You can do all this. That's a superpower. You think he has that? Awesome. Really, really great the way I he handled those. I actually quoted that episode because f- about 20 minutes after I finished watching it, my youngest son woke up from a nightmare. He has nightmares all the fucking time. And he, he comes in, and I, I told exactly this. I said, you know why they call dreams dreams? He's like, why? I'm like, because, because they're not real. If they were real, we'd have to call them something else. Yeah, and he was he he was like, oh yeah, like everything was fine. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, so you, there you go, there you go. It's you like, know? Doctor Who for the win. <laughs> but the la- and the only reason I'm going more into this because we this is the first time we've really done the Doctor Who recap. Right. Um, but the Robin Hood one to me, the, the the coolest thing about that episode was if you the dynamic between Robin Hood and, Doc- and the Doctor were so good because they're they're both heroes but completely different. Right. But the same at the same time. Yeah. You know, you it's it's like. They go about it differently, but with the same outcome. They both have incredible egos. Mm-hmm. They both try to show off. Yeah. And I think that's why there was so much infighting with them. Yeah. Because they're... It, well, one, Robin Hood was fancying Clara a little bit. Right, right, um, right. Showing off a little bit, you know, flexing his muscles. I love the whole... <laughs> why are you laughing so much? No one laughs that, <laughs> that much. <laughs> or she's like, he's going to take one of us to try to get information out of him. Take me, no, take me, take me. And then, like the next, the, the next shot is them taking Claire. She's like, really, guys? Really? <laughs> you know? Like yeah. you're not going to take the woman, you know? <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but then, but then at the end of that episode too, when they, when they, you know, made Marian. I became a legend and all that type of yeah. shit. And that whole little speech thing was dope. Yeah. But and and, and and then the way they they brought in Maid Marian, where he says, "Oh, I left him a gift." 
and it was Maid Marian, who you saw in the whole episode and didn't even hear her name. Right under your fucking nose. I know. Um, this episode was really cool because of the fact that they were playing around with uh, Pink's history and future. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> the, their comp- I, I'm liking the dynamic between the two because the way they always take that conversation one step too far you know where he talk, where she makes a cup about like oh you know someday you just want to shoot me yeah and especially for you what does that mean yeah. you know because he's a soldier and then for her it's like well for you people what do you mean you're you're or your kind what do you mean my kind <laughs> that was a horrible first date oh i know i'm looking at like oh god shut up stop it stop it but that's that was the kind of thing and, and i think this season is really playing more on the dynamics of the characters and the the way the chemistries are, the the chemistries of the characters are falling out. For those people that decided to ditch Doctor Who, like, oh no, fuck it, I'm not gonna. You don't get it. The ones that you were the ones that hung on because Matt Smith was funny and cute or whatever. The ones that have hung on know how Doctor Who is supposed to be. The Doctor Who is yeah. not the same character each and every time. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's, you change the doctors, you change the direction of the show, and I love Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. I, I do too. He just he has he has that seriousness, but at the same time, he kind of delivers that wit. You know, it's like oh no, think, no, no, I'm not the hugging type. I'm not. The, you know, I think no, it no, was no. after it was after this episode specifically that I can say that I'm a hundred percent for Peter Capaldi as a Doctor. Right yeah, now. I like think a hundred percent. A lot of people said that this was probably the best Doctor Who episode written. But at the same time, I think it's simply because P- Peter Cabaldi sealed the deal. Yeah. He sealed it. It's like, this is the doctor. You're like, yes, he's the doctor. I like it. I like what he's done. Well, this was the first This was the first Doctor Who episode of the new season. Obviously, we only have four. This is the first one that I didn't do the mental how would Matt Smith look in this episode. Mm-hmm. Because – and for me, I mean Steve knows this, but I haven't been watching Doctor Who as long as Steve. I, I know of um, the doctors before – Matt Smith, but Matt Smith is technically my doctor, yeah. you know, so I always stack everyone else up to him even if I go back it's just natural to do that shit yeah. so fucking, the first three episodes I was I was trying to fit Matt Smith into, into them and I could easily do it with the first episode, the second one, I couldn't it was impossible, he just wouldn't react that way Right, right, and right. The third episode, I, I kind of could because it was just silly shit. Other than he would have been laughing along with Robert yeah. the whole time. Yeah, because that's that's the real big thing with that is that in that episode he would have played along with it, and this just one because here, it was fun. Yeah, this one here you're getting the ego. You're gonna you're not real, and I'm gonna prove it. That guy, you know. I have to be right. Exactly. Know, and then the fourth one, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, was I just like whatever. I, it's it's funny because like after. I think after the first one, I, I think because I've gone through a few more changes of doctors than like you and some other people for me, after the first episode, I haven't thought about Matt Smith. But it's the same thing because I've gone through Tenet, you know, and, and, and that was a hard one to deal with. But, you know, Matt Smith's character sold me like within the first episode. And I think Peter Capaldi sold me in the first episode that I, I stopped thinking about Matt Smith you know, through that episode. Yeah, I had I had mixed feelings on the first episode. But I think, be, as you said, it was my first time having a, a change. Yeah. So I was a little more, I wasn't stubborn, but I was a little more resistant. Like, I was yeah. like, I don't know how to deal with this right now. Because right. in American television, you don't have that. If a main character leaves, they write him out. 
and bring in someone else. He dies. He dies, yeah. yeah. And that character no longer exists. (laughs) Exactly. Or the show ends. You know, so, you know, it would be the same thing, like, if somebody did that to Dexter, like, what the fuck is that? But in UK shows, with this show particularly, they change characters like that all the time. And that's what what I think makes this... and, and, and with Peter Capaldi, I think Peter Capaldi's doing a great job. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and to figure out who fucking Missy is. I know. The only thing I want to say, and, and we'll end here because this whole podcast was about fucking Doctor Who. Hmm. Um, my wife was watching the Christmas episode, um, the episode where Matt Smith changes today because she was holding off. She didn't want to see it for the longest fucking time. <laughs> and... Um, she was watching and she was asking me a lot of questions about what has happened and stuff like that. And I responded to her, and when I responded to her, I realized how true it was. I said, well, the season, this is over now, and with the new Doctor, you don't, none, all of this is pretty irrelevant. You don't really need to know it to mm-hmm. get into the next one. And I'm like, that made me realize that they really did. I mean, if you're new to Doctor Who or you never watched any of it, you can really jump in. Yeah, the first episode of the season, and you'll 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 be a little confused, but it won't it won't you won't be like fuck. Like right. I remember the first time I started watching Matt Smith, I was so fucking confused. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on and how like, intricate the you know the storylines because and the characters. I, f- I feel Matt Smith's Doctor was a little bit more. Um, he didn't just mention the past; like he was about it. Like, you, you really... And it was key parts of the storyline. Like, you, you'd be like, oh, well, then the the uh, Time Wars. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Of course, then they explain it, but still. Right. You know? So, yeah. yeah. Watch Doctor Who. That's what I'm trying to fucking say. Yeah. That, when it comes down to just watch Doctor Who. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Uh, so, um, in our take, our take My Money section, I put this in here simply because it's the new iPhone. But the... If you've listened to this podcast for a long, long time, you will know that we do not suck the cock of Apple here. Um, there's no other way I can say it. I don't, I don't <laughs> suck the cock of any company, really. <laughs> Until they give us sh- free shit and pay us money, we won't suck the cock of any company. Oh, I'll sell out in a minute. Oh, yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah. Principles overrated. I got bills uh, to pay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but that's the thing, and, and so for uh, us to t- to stand out and say, hey, you know what? What Apple's doing right now is actually cool. Great stuff that they're, they're doing right now is is not to say like we're swallowing our pride or anything. And what we're simply doing is we're acknowledging good stuff. We're not the fanboys either, so we try to take the fan out of fanboys. Um, we're just we're boys. just boys. <laughs> Jersey boys. <laughs> exactly. Um, I put the first, the first, uh, I did an article at the Lazy Geeks about that revealed the two new iPhones, and I go, it has finally happened, and now we have a, another full year to think about what will be on the iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> will it come with holographic imaging, or will you need to neural implants to use the phone? That's the first question you're going to hear when the 6 drops. Exactly. It's going to be on the 7. Yeah, exactly. Cause so now, annoying. I know. Now, like, people are waiting about a year before they start talking about, so what about the PS5? Yeah. Um, two new iPhones uh, were announced, a 4.7-inch iPhone as well as the larger 5.5-inch iPhone, notably iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus. Uh, most of you have probably know by now, but we're recapping for those of you that probably kind of saw it and didn't or just heard one thing. Uh, they're slimmer than the original iPhone's S, uh, iPhone 5S, 
the iPhone 5s was 7.6 millimeters the iPhone 6 is 6.9 and the iPhone 6 plus is 7.1 so they're slimmer and rounded edges and yes the the lock button has been moved from the top to the side yes <gasps> people the power button has been moved you can breathe again is it moved on, is it moved on the 4.7 too the yeah oh okay I thought it was only moved on the 5.5 no no oh, 4.7 both are moved to the sides um, so the iPhone 6 is going to have a 1334 by 750 pixel resolution uh, they can still they still consider it retina HD uh, but it's the new generation of displays the new sapphire uh, resolution um, the 6 plus will sport a 1920 by 1080 resolution Shit. Yeah, it's about 185% more pixels than the current iPhone 5S. That's my... I have a 23-inch monitor. It's running at the same resolution. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they're uh, not the only phone that runs on that resolution, but still, no, I mean, it's, it's yeah, great it's, to see that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's... It's one of the cool features that I thought was... Uh, that I found is they actually incorporated the user interface from the iPad into the new iPhones, meaning that you can go landscape when you're looking at the main uh, main menu. So, which does, the Android doesn't even do that on some of their phones. Yeah. Um, so, you're actually going to be able to do that. So, you can yeah, use Yeah, my it. phone doesn't do that, actually. The, yeah, my Android the main phone. menu. Yeah, the main menu doesn't go landscape. So, be able to do that on this one. Um, uh, it comes with, they're, both phones are going to be operating on a new A8 processor, which is touted as the, sex, the second generation 64-bit chip. Uh, that has two billion transistors and up to twenty five percent faster CPU. I'm so, hearing, I'm hearing, or uh, reading reports though of uh, people doing benchmarks, and it's not, it's an increase, but it's not dramatic uh, over the over the seven. So, I mean, take it as you will. Most Apple people aren't really going to give a fuck. So, yeah, they're comp- they're um, claiming that graphics have also been enhanced by fifty percent. Now, battery performance, which is always an issue with the iPhone. Uh, claims that the battery standby mode will be the same as the 5S, but the 6 Plus uh, is actually up to 16 days. That makes sense because it's a bigger yeah. battery. Better, bigger battery. Which uh, I would think the 4.7 would be the same way. Yeah, but they didn't really change it on that. I mean, I don't know why. Um, so you'll still be carrying your fucking charger around with it. Yeah, That's how exactly. you can tell an Apple person. They're always looking for an outlet. Yeah. Um, internet connectivity has been enhanced to support up to 20 LTE bands, Ooh, which shit. is claimed more than any other smartphone. It supports voice over LTE for superior phone quality. Apple's devices will support Wi-Fi calling with T-Mobile in the U.S. and EE in the U.K. and other and a few others as their launch partners. AT&T is um, going to do it, but not at launch. Yeah, not at launch. And Verizon will be doing it too, but again, not at launch. Uh, both devices will support... This is one thing that I thought was cool. Is there camera is going to have the traditional 8 megapixel rear facing camera with uh, two tone flash 1.5 micron pixels and a 2.2 aperture but they're using a new technology called focus pixel and uh, focus pixel is a, is the is the same is a phase detection autofocus that's used in digital LS, SLR cameras um, and the, the result rec- um, is for faster autofocus and up to twice as fa- um, up to twice as fast and better local toning on map mapping and noise reduction, which means the pictures are going to be a lot clearer, be a lot faster. Because if you know if you're using the traditional iPhone, there's always that lag. Yeah. There's always a bit of a lag when you try to take it. So this is supposed to design to actually 
kind of be close to SLR cameras as well as mapping and being able to smooth out a lot of the distortions in the pictures. I think I think Apple and uh, and Windows Phone are currently killing it when it comes to cameras. Yeah. Uh, picture quality, because uh, I mean, Android's like hit or fucking miss. Dude. Yeah. I mean, this Samsung the Samsung camera is great, but on some of the other Android ones, yeah, yeah. you're just like, what the fuck. Um, in the video arena, it's going to support full 1080p recording on either 60 or, or 30 or 60 frames per second. Uh, slow motion uh, will be offered at 120 or 240 frames per second. For the porn videos, though. Exactly. You know, when you're sitting there going, oh, watch this, watch this, look how I take it. Yeah. Now it's going to be like celebrity, celebrity video sex tape leads in slow motion. <laughs> Full HD. <laughs> Both models will support cinematic video stabilization for smoother footage in an unbalanced or fast-moving environments. Um, uh, and here's the fun part: the pricing. The iPhone 6 will uh, be more of the same, 199 for the 16 gigabyte model. However, they did. Uh, there were online reports that they were actually going to ditch the 32 gig. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to kind of, kind of be a little thrown under there but it was few websites pointed out i was even skeptical about it because it didn't make sense to me but well uh, they've been pushing the icloud so much yeah they've been pushing the icloud so much so i kind of thought that they would just ditch that but it was wrong and uh you heard it here first um <laughs> 299 for the 64 gigabyte phone and then 399 for the 128 gig uh this proves the rumor that was true, that they were ditching the 32 for a larger 128. But the iPhone 6 Plus, the 16 gig model, will be 299 plus, uh, while the 64 gigabyte will go for 399 and the 128 model will go for 499 So you're looking at a $100 bucks, um, increase on each of them. Uh, pre-orders were on Friday, and as you, as you may have read, four, over 4 million iPhones were ordered. In the 24-hour period, pre-orders were on Friday. They sold out on the Wednesday before. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, most of the people won't be getting their phones on September 19th, which is when it's supposed to. They obviously sold out very quickly. That uh, the the device itself is uh, is uh, uh, limited. There was rumors that there was a problem with the sapphire. They were calling, saying that the resolution went as bright. The brightness of the a sapphire was causing um, them to have a limited variety. So it could be the case, but I pretty much figure they'll probably pick it back up very quickly. Uh, so far, reports online have been that the orders have gone out to at least mid-October. Uh, my opinion for on all of this was Apple did a great job making a significant move to catch the increasing Android market. Mark's biggest failing to this point is to continue offer a smaller device when a public is, uh, is continuing to offer a smaller device when the public is going uh, is going for it. It will it will give purists that hate larger screens something to be ho hum about with the seven point for uh, four point seven inch screen, but definitely gives something for Samsung customers to look at with the five point five inch screen. If you do not need the upgrade right away. I would wait for the device until closer to the holidays. With iOS 8 coming out with it, there will be glitches. Just wait. Yeah. Wait a month or so. It won't kill you. Believe me, it won't kill you. I say I say my standard my standard waiting time for any piece of technology is six months. Wait, yeah. fuck, fuck the holiday. Just wait six months like you should. No one's going to. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it is what it is. I mean, there's people that fucking... 
these iPhone fans, man, they they'll pay full price because they don't even have an upgrade. I know. Just because they have to have the newest iPhone. Ain't nothing wrong with the 5s. Yeah. Um, and another. I wonder. If, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. What was that? No. Um, I'm curious if later down the line they're going to come out with a 6C because mm. they have the 5C. I mean, my my mother and my daughter have 5Cs. They're good phones. You know? Yeah. They're still going to offer the 5C and the 5S. Um, I think the 5C is going to be free, and the 5S, I believe, is going to be like 99 bucks. They're kind of like they're they're trying to get in every price point. Yeah, they're really trying to hit that. I mean, that was the, what the 5C was for. Was for the lower end clientele. That's why what I, I got it. What what I call it the five cheap. <laughs> it was, yeah, I got it for my daughter. She wanted an iPhone, and it wasn't the price because it was it was a hundred dollars on contract for a five S, because um, I recently got it, and then it was fifty dollars on contract for the 5C. So the price obviously was nice. I mean, right. I could go to lunch, I guess. But um, the thing I liked about, uh, the thing, a reason I didn't want my 14-year-old daughter to have a 5S is because of the fingerprint lock. Yeah. Like, she's too young to have that kind of fucking privacy. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to be able to get into this fucking phone. <laughs> I don't trust no one. Uh, Especially children. I know, right? Um, also, iCloud prices. I Apple has fixed or not fixed, change the pricing scheme uh, to kind of compete a little more with iCloud, with Google and OneDrive and Dropbox. Um, but Apple is still coming up a little short on bang for buck. Uh, they've changed their pricing scheme, uh, pricing scheme for better, considering that 55 gigs of storage was going for nearly 100 bucks a year. Jesus Christ. Uh, but it still comes up short when you get the free offering from Apple versus Google and Microsoft. Apple is still only offering 5 gigabytes free and jumps to 20 gigs for 99 cents a month. Not bad, though. But still, um, while you can get, and this is comparative to, you can get 15 gigs, Google and Microsoft, by simply having their email. Check this out. I, Microsoft's killing it with cloud storage because I have a terabyte. All right. Of cloud storage on OneDrive. Now, there's a few th- reasons for this. One, I was a beta user for OneDrive. So I got a little bit extra. It wasn't that much, though. But the main thing is if you buy Office, which most of us will end up doing if you use your computer for any kind of work, yeah. you get a whole bunch for free. You get a terabyte. Into it. Yeah, up to five accounts, too. Um, for three, You get 200 gigs for three ninety nine a month and 500 gigs for nine ninety nine a month, but they also offer a terabyte for twenty bucks a month. Um, so it's more than Dropbox, which offers a terabyte for nine ninety nine a month. But as some people are excited about the change, more people are starting to look at Apple and wonder why their prices are more expensive than competitors, aside from the fact that it is Apple. Um, That's the only reason. Yeah, while the pricing is manageable, it seems that the fact that they're only offering five gigabytes of space is the biggest letdown. Microsoft and Google offer 15 gigabytes of free space. And if you have the, like Adam said, Office 365 with Microsoft, you actually get a terabyte of free space over five accounts for, um, for free. However, after recent security concerns concerning the iCloud, Apple has to try and make it clear that their service is secure. Uh, recently, they will alert customers that anyone tries to access their iCloud via web browser, changing the password and restore data on the devices and so on. But I'm considering picking up an iPhone myself this year, but I'm not completely sure that I would pick up the iCloud. 
yeah, I would set up the two-tier authentication, um, two-step auth authentication step, but knowing that Apple was so lax in the security and allows unlimited and allowed unlimited tries uh, for their account scares me a bit. As Apple lovers uh, will say that Apple is doing a good job, but it is best to remind them that Apple is just now dealing with security issues because other services already had them. <laughs> Uh, what that uh, what that means is that since Apple has increased in popularity of use and most importantly ease of use, it'll make it a prime target for hackers and malware developers. Now, uh, the new i the new plans are a lot more reasonable, but I still think if you're gonna bang for buck, either Office if you have 365, even I mean shit, even if you just have a Windows account, that's 15 gigs of free storage. Yeah. What the fuck can you store in five gigs on Apple? Um, and I think. Well, keep in mind too, and in, in, in Apple's defense, I guess. Um, no, and I'm you. I'm pretty sure they still do this, but pictures and music are unlimited. They don't they don't account to your overall iCloud storage space. So you can buy as much music as possible, and you can store as many photos as possible, um, and it won't take away from your measly little five gigabytes. Um, so that's good. Because that's the majority of what people are going to want to store on the iCloud anyway. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> Hate it, rain. Yeah, like yeah. uh, so you're, but, still, you're still considering um, getting an iPhone then? I'm still considering getting an iPhone. I like, and this is the thing, and, and some people have, you know, and even, you know, my girlfriend has been like, oh, you're going to come over now? You're going to come over now? And then I'm like, it's not that. I've liked an iPhone. I actually, when iPhones first came out, I wanted one, but they were exclusive with exclu exclusively shit. Can even talk exclusively with AT and T, and that bugged me um, because I didn't have AT and T, and I didn't want to go with AT and T. And AT and T is shit in LA. Oh yeah. I it's would get I, now. I've been thinking about getting AT and T next in Phoenix because in Phoenix, AT and T is awesome. It's it's a really great network here, and I like some of their new plans, but I would never get it in LA. Oh yeah. And and that was the thing, and so uh, I waited till they came out with a version, because right now my contract's up. And hearing the rumors that Apple was going to release a bigger iPhone, and I wanted to wait for a device that was good for me, not me getting the device because it was an iPhone. Um, because that's why I got the the S3, the Galaxy S3, because it was a phone that I was like, ooh, I need to have that one. Ooh. Because it had a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool features, and I love it. I'm, you know, even to now, I'm out of contract, but um, I'm waiting a little bit of time before I go ahead and get a, get an iPhone. And and I I I have been weighing all the options, the things I can get for free with Android versus the shit I can't, you know. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, they have comparable, you know, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, so I'm still considering it. And I, now that they have the 4.7 or the 5.5, I have something to choose from. But now I got to go, and I'm not going to be those people like, oh, mm, which one? No, I'm going to go and see the phones physically yeah, and decide which one. Because maybe the 5.7 might be better. You know, it might feel better in my hand as opposed to the 5.5. That's what she said. Yes. But, I mean, all I have – I mean, I really – all I need to go is look for, you know, the Note 2 and figure out how, you know, that feels and then figure that's what the iPhone's going to be like. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah, when I heard of the, the new iPhones were coming out, I, I considered it. Like, I was like, okay, what are they doing? What are they offering? I just wasn't, for my particular lifestyle, for what I need the phone for, 
it, it just didn't thrill me. So I was just like, man, nah, whatever. Here, here's the thing. You think Apple is counterculture because everything everybody else uses, Apple doesn't. Adam's the same way. Whatever everybody else does, he's going to do the opposite. Even right. if it means getting the shittiest device out there known to man. No. <laughs> he keeps telling me, I have a Nexus 5 right now. And he, Steve keeps trying to convince me the Nexus 5 is a shit device. It's not a shit device. It gets great ratings. It's, it's getting a little old now, but um, the... No, I have. Well, this is just gonna make you laugh. But I've, I've, as Steve already knows, I've decided to go back to a Windows Phone, <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, I just I looked and 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 Steve, Steve knows this too that I've, I've spent hours of fucking pouring over statistics and fucking all types of silly shit about all these different phones and review videos and all that. And just the only thing that really strikes me is I would really want to have that phone was a Windows Phone, and I've had every, I've had. A Windows Phone before I had the the Lumia 822, and I've had many Android phones, and I'm just I don't know. Like I just I like the Windows Phone. But then you know it's like we were talking about it earlier too, and I don't know if, if you've heard some of the older podcasts where Adam would just kind of you would bitch about it, and you know it's just like, and 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 you you conceded that you do do that a lot, you know where. Every device is always fuck this shit, you know. And I always do that. Yeah. And but the thing is too, and I think back of that, I always complained about the same thing. I complained that it didn't have apps that I needed, which is a thing that everybody complains about. And then once I went back to Android, I realized one, the app store is a lot better in Windows now. And then two, the apps that I was complaining weren't available. I never download, so it doesn't really fucking matter. I just I think I just got stuck into that whole there's no apps here hype that was going on. Um, well, we'll see what happens when you get your new. Who cares? <laughs> you know what? I live day by day, man. I could get I could get a, a Windows phone a week later and fucking hate it. I won't even give a shit. Hey, Just the I, way it I is. live second to second. This second of the second that just passed. I live nanosecond to nanosecond. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. We are. We've can, can we get into the news now? I know. Shit. We've actually gone really long on just the. <laughs> haven't even got to the news yet. All right. Well, I knew this was going to be long because of the iPhone stuff that, that I already kind of knew. So let's go ahead and get into some news. In, uh, actually, <laughs> Professional in, sound effects. Exactly, yeah. Uh, if, I w- if I had a monitor, I would have the papers, you know, with a tie and be that guy. Yeah. Um, in tele- movie and television news this week, as the Netflix series Daredevil has begun production on its 12-episode uh, season, more information is being released about the series and its direction. Paste Magazine sat down with showrunner Stephen S. DeKnight to discuss his career and, most importantly, his view and the direction of the upcoming Netflix series. Having been the creator behind Spartacus and worked with Joss Whedon on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, he seems to be having the geek community support in regards to the series. When asked about the direction of the series, this is what he had to say. Quote, With the vi- this vision of Daredevil, we wanted it to be grounded, gritty, as realistic as we possible as we could portray the that naturally fits in with the daredevil character matt murdoch on the regular basis would get the shit beat out of him uh, this is that's one thing that makes him a great character he's not super strong he's not invulnerable but ev- but in every aspect he's a man that just pushes himself to the limit he just has sense senses that are better than normal humans he is human 
the other thing that really drew me to this character is that he's one of the most morally gray heroes. Uh, he discussed the morally gray concept given that he is uh, that he's taken the oath, which is usually the non-killing oath. But it brings but to bring them to justice, sometimes he breaks the oath. Uh, this image that stuck in my mind was that uh, was the Frank Miller Electra run where he's holding Bullseye over the street and lets Bullseye go because he doesn't want Bullseye to ever kill anyone again. When I, re when I read that originally, when I was young, I never, I'd never seen anything in com in that, like that in comics. Superman scoops up the villain and puts him in jail. This, this time the hero didn't do that, Denight said. Um, this excites me about the upcoming series. In recent years, in comics, Marvel has made a more more of a push to the non-killing superheroes, especially when he's placed next to the Punisher. Um, however, the overly the overall moral gray area is exciting to me. This is definitely erased any notion of the old. This should erase any notion of the old Daredevil movie that we're still having a terrible time shaking. <laughs> this movie is never going to go away. <laughs> it's always brought up. I know, really. I mean... By you! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I read Daredevil tone, dark and gritty, I was like, well, damn well better be. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool to see that they're, they're going to do it right. Hopefully. Well, I mean, Marvel hasn't really given us a reason to, to suspect otherwise, but you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. You truly but I, know. But I think that's why it's awesome that it's going to be in on Netflix. They can take it that extra step. Right. You know, like somebody, like uh, I read online that they said it's going to be a lot more violent than uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it should be because it's on Netflix, not ABC. Oh, you know Netflix don't give a fuck. Oh, you put a show do. on Netflix, you can do it about anything you want. Pretty much. So, speaking of dark and gritty... um, the Simpsons. So, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons have been going full steam with crossover episodes lately. Have they? Uh, well, announcing them anyway. Right. Um, last year saw the Lego episode, seeing the famous family in town um, completely done in Lego blocks. The upcoming Family Guy and Futurama crossovers will see the Simpsons paired with other famous Fox animated families. Um, now they've gone a step further in the next Treehouse of Horror episode. Um, and have paired the current Simpsons with the original. A little history lesson first. I have like so many articles that start with a little history lesson first. <laughs> the Simpsons first debuted on television in 1987 on the Tracy Ullman show in a series of short um, animations. Back then, they were drawn differently, as seen on the LazyGeeks.com. I have a picture of actually the two side by side. Um, with the modern version only being inspired by the original look. They were ugly as shit. Oh, yeah. Tracy, I mean, it was like a sloppy-ass animation. Um, the premise of the Treehouse of Horror special will be a parody of the 2001 horror film The Others. The modern Simpsons will be haunted by the originals in some way in the episode. We've seen the Omen Simpsons a couple times in quick bits over the course of the show, but never to this extent. E.W. writes, quote, this episode will feature the most elaborate and lengthy revival, one in which Simpsons, Simpsons cast members Dan Castellaneta, who plays Homer, Nancy Cartwright, who plays Bart, uh, Yeardley Smith, Lisa, yeah, Lisa, and Julie Kavnar, who plays Maj, 
Um, who who voices the baby? That's what I want to know. Who's paid a million an episode to go <laughs> all the time? The, I inter- the interns that want right. a better job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, some in their original voices. Just number two. <laughs> some in their original voices for the characters so the early era Simpsons and modern day Simpsons can mix it up. Um, executive producer Al Jean explains the overall theme is the original Simpsons were murdered and buried under the house and have now come back to haunt the modern version. I love that concept. John, Gene adds... Wait, what, if, do we turn it Al Jazeera here? I know. <laughs> if, people want, if people want a real Halloween bloodbath, they get it. Nice. Um, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a Simpsons episode in a long time. Um, I think it's going to be really good. And I remember... I was telling a friend of mine about this, and they go, this doesn't make any sense. They're buried under the house. Like, they're the same people. And I go, it's The Simpsons. Exactly. It's not a fucking, like, an expose piece or some dramatic retelling of something. It's It's, it's not a serial. Like, you you know. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, I want to see it. I always try to catch The Treehouse of Horror, because those are always good for some laughs. But I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time, yeah. In a long time, I catch it sometimes, but well, actually, only... I just started watching. I like I I haven't watched The Family Guy in a long time, and last night we were uh, Heather and I were bored, so I was like, oh, I'll go on Hulu, and we started streaming um, uh, Family Guy episodes, and I was watching most of the current season, and I was like, damn, these are still pretty fucking funny. Like the they're funny, but if the thing with Futurama is if if you start watching it again after a while, the flashbacks get annoying. Futurama, you mean Family Guy? I'm sorry, Family Guy. The flash, <laughs> the flashbacks start to get annoying because they happen so frequently. Yeah, like I mean, for the, me anyway. There was a, there was the one joke. It's like, what the emo Muslim guy? <sighs> Death to America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to go back to that part like four times because it was just so funny. <laughs> and and the with Futurama's concerned, I don't. Out of the three, I don't know why that one didn't take off as well as the other two. I don't know. That show was a fucking amazing. I love that show. They should bring that back and Firefly. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Futurama, Firefly, F Weekend. Bitches. <laughs> uh, all right, moving into gaming news. No matter how many times people tell you to not open links from things that seem fishy on the internet, people still do. There is something to be said for people only want to do something when you tell them they cannot. If you if that is how you feel and you have a Twitch account, you may be should be may be you should be reconsidering that line of thinking. F Secure has discovered a new kind of malware that is targeting users of Twitch's chat feature, which they have called Eskimo. The malware is simple enough due to the fact that it is a basic phishing scheme that has been used since the dawn of the internet. The targeted user gets a claim that they won a phony raffle and other um, and offers the user a link to claim the prize. Well, once the user clicks the link, eh, you're done. Uh, the malware infects your system and logs into your Steam gaming platform and takes control of your Steam account. It manages to empty the wallet and sells off any valuable items you may have purchased or acquired through the service. Users have claimed that uh, more more valuable items are being traded on an account called Yanni, which ha- um, which the owner has not been identified. Some online sites know that the popularity of Twitch um, know uh, know that with the popularity of Twitch, 
it made it a prime target. Yet it's unclear why, as to why Steam is in, is the program being targeted. And from what it has targeted, it seems only that your Steam wallet are the targets, and no personal information like credit cards or checking account information has been obtained. While the venture proves to be rather modest in only targeting players that use uh, Twitch and Steam, it seems to be leading to a bigger issue. While many companies can only provide a certain amount of protection, it is up to the consumer to execute common sense when receiving any messages. The old advice from the dawn of the internet, which seems to be fading into legend, is, um, is never fall for those phishing scams to begin with. Anytime you receive a message from someone saying that you want a raffle, lottery, or my personal favorite, you've been selected, it is a scam. While you might not think anyone would be interested in you, you are correct, but they're interested in your money. <laughs> you are um, correct. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no one gives a fuck about you. Nobody gives a fuck about you. They just want your money. That's basically it, plain and simple. But um, the big thing is, and, and this is, I think, we're going to start seeing this more and more, because a lot of people that have gotten into computers lately didn't, we're reaching that generation that had, that didn't go through the dawn of the internet like you and I did, where we went through these things and it's just like oh come on guys this is second nature we should know this by now yeah. and we're getting to those people that didn't have that because all the systems you know fixed it and now you have a bunch of idiots that are going around going oh it says I won a prize let me go ahead and click on that because if you think you get spam now oh, I know the 90s was fun I'm actually enjoying my email because the spam filter works well yep. and you know and if it doesn't it's like maybe three a week yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> Most of the spam is stuff that I signed up for, like a jackass, like newsletters oh, yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so yeah, be careful on that. And also, too, th I, I want to um, know what the fuck is the little glitch that they have in the system that allows Twitch to get access to, sp <laughs> to, to uh, Steam. Well, you can, um, if you sign up for Twitch, you can attach your Steam account to it, hmm. since it's a gamer thing. Right. Um, I never do that. Like, on any accounts, like, do you want to attach your Facebook account? No, I don't. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But um, people do it for Steam because then they're they're on Twitch as their Steam handle. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's just being more interconnected with both services. I just can't even. I can't even. I just can't even. Just can't even. I, every time I say that, I want to finish the sentence. Like, it bugs me. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, <laughs> EA. Electronic, yay. Electronic oh, Arts to EA. 90s kids. I, <laughs> EA. I thought she said yay. Like, yay. Oh, EA. Is that EA? Yay? <laughs> um, has always been one of those companies that has taken a firm stance in campaigning for equal rights for the LGBTQ community. What's the Q? Did they just add that? So I thought it was just LGBT, and now I read it as LGBTQ. What the fuck is Q? What is it, like 15 words in the English dictionary that start with Q? Quadriplegics? Oh, Jesus, that's not even right. Quantum? Uh, quantum, quantum sexuals? Quantum, quantum transgender sexuals. What the fuck? What is that even? I'm just curious now. Um, I'm have to look that up on Pornhub later. Uh, when their newest title, The Sims 4, seems to be blocking terms like gay, lesbian, and homosexual for being used. Some took offense. The publisher has addressed their concerns. In The Sims 4, players can upload their created characters and houses for others to check out in gallery mode. You can type descriptions for your char 
or for your creations for everyone to read, and obviously, um, offensive language is blocked. However, words like gay, when not used in a negative way, have become acceptable and widely used terms. EA made a statement to Kotaku saying they will be updating the gallery to fix this problem. Quote, The Sims has a long history of supporting stories that players want to tell, um, irrespective, irrespective of gender preference, an EA representative said. More quote, uh, The gallery used an automated, automatic... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the gallery used an automated filtering program that filters out certain words including some of the ones you mentioned above below somewhere you are you are aware you're aware of he- <laughs> I don't know why I'm having such a hard time get through this we are aware of sounded out have been Sound- working well because the quotes fucked up we are aware of have been working on a fix that's what it says that's a quote we are aware we're working on a fix no we are aware of have been working on a fix Oh. I can't even, you know, <laughs> which will be out soon. Right. Um, end quote. It's easy to see that this was just a mistake and EA will take care of it. EA has always supported equal rights, so it wouldn't make any sense for them to change their stance all of a sudden. Language filters, unfortunately, rarely have a gray area and rely on a given list of offensive words. Um, this is one of those situations that is going to make some happy while offend others. While I agree that EA should allow these words to be used as soon as they are used in a negative way there is going to be complaints it'll be interesting to see how the publisher addresses these complaints in the future because it's one of those situations like well i should be able to say gay because that's an okay term now like yeah um when certain people use it yeah it's one of those things like as a straight dude i can't call someone gay because i'm being an asshole but if i was gay i could you know it's like the n-word all over again yeah. Just without, with less of a chance of getting your ass kicked when you use it. <laughs> um, so, are we going to say the N word's okay to say in The Sims 4 now, too? I mean, it just. Truth be well, told, I, I yeah, don't it, care. It, you know, it'll, be, but, it'll depend if there's an ER or an A at the end of it. Will it depend? Will it depend on if when you make your profile, it will it will then ask you um, what ethnicity you are, and if you select black. You can say the N word in your filtering, but if you say otherwise, like this is so <laughs> stupid. And that's the thing is that it's just like I said, you're, not everyone's going to be happy. No. But the right thing to do is to appease the people who are the quote unquote oppressed group. Right. So, um, you know, cheers. I guess I don't. <laughs> I just thought it, I thought it was funny because every article was <laughs> their tagline. You know, because the the subject of the thing has to has to entice you to click on it. Right. It says EA addressing gay filter. What? <laughs> <laughs> I immediately clicked on that. <laughs> gay filter? What? <laughs> like, what is this shit? <laughs> oh man! All right, moving on into comic book news that doesn't have a gay filter. That's um, right. As many of you are aware, Wolverine is going to die. Marvel is in the process again. Of, <laughs> again, yeah. Marvel is in the process of killing off one of their more popular characters in a long, drawn-out fashion. Many pl- major players in the comic book universe, from Spider-Man to Captain America, have died from for a time. Uh, but we can be sure that Logan will write again. How will his death hit one of his, of his Wolverine-focused titles, like Wolverine and the X-Men? Well, they give it to Spider-Man, of course. Yeah, it's in the strangest turn of events, Spider-Man will be taking over the title in December. The series, Spider-Man and the X-Men, 
We'll have a new creative team, writer Elliot Klein and artist Marco Falia. Uh, we'll focus on the newest member of, Jean's Gray, of Jean Grey's school. Quote, he's not a mutant, and though he may be a friend of the X-Men, he's not a member of the family, Kalen said. There's a lot of tension between the mutants and an, and an outsider whose true identity can't even be known for sure. But before Wolverine died, he made it clear that he wants Spider-Man at the school, and he asked Spider-Man to go on a mission for him. Unfortunately, Logan also wanted the mission kept secret from other X-Men, so all they um, see is Wolverine's crazy pal inserting him into into their business, inserting himself into their business. Thanks to everyone uh, who supported the effort, current writer John Jason Latour said on his Facebook page, confirming that his final issue will be number 11. This will be the, a great learning experience. It was a great learning experience and childhood dream come true that you've made worthwhile, Latour said via Facebook. Uh, for now, I'll be focusing on giving Southern Bastards my all and prepping my next Marvel writing gig, both of which are really awesome ways to spend my time. One door closes and a sweet tea jug makes uh, a sweet tea jug makes another by running through a wall. Okay, uh, at the end of the day, I'll be pretty. Uh, I have a pretty great damn job, y'all. <laughs> um, Southerners are so cute. Yes. As popular as Spider-Man is in the Marvel Universe, it is not certain how fans will take um, to the web slater take it over his title. Obviously, they have some pl something planned for the nearly departed Wolverine, much like Marvel did for Superior Spider-Man. Um, that is not, go uh, not gone entirely, which diminishes the death somewhat. Meaning that, like in Superior Spider-Man, there was that constant battle of Spider-Man and Doc Ock. So obviously Wolverine's still going to be played out in this one, so we'll have to see. Yeah, Spider-Man never died. Yeah, Spider-Man never died. Current, that current run. Um, two things I want to say about this. One, Spider-Man really is Marvel's insert character here <laughs> guy. Like, they put him in he, everything. He, he's the Marvel equi equivalent to a Mad Lib. Like, you can drop him in everywhere. Superman, Spider-Man. <laughs> another thing, and I know that the book will focus on this, that Spider-Man is an outsider, he's not a mutant. But I find that ironic when the entire purpose of the school of gifted youth is to promote <laughs> equality between the mutants and everybody else. But, but see, anytime someone's not mutant and they're there, they all go, ugh. But see, that's the beauty of it. It's It's reversed... It's reverse racism. <laughs> it really is because it's like you're not one of us. You don't get it. It's it, instead of being open and, you know, oh, okay, you're you're weird. You wear these tights and stuff, but you're cool. Come on in, hang out with us. Instead of like you're not fucking one of us. You yes. you conformist. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although if you if nonconformists conform to the way all nonconformists are, are you still a conformist? Hmm. Yes. I can see that written <laughs> on that fucking raptor meme. You always do. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's. It, we'll see how it goes. Um, and how long Wolverine will be dead this time. Yeah. So the best, the best way Wolverine ever died is when Magneto ripped his fucking oh, skeleton out. That God, was hard. That's hardcore. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, damn. You're and then like, it's one of those things where you're like, damn, and you're like, why didn't that happen sooner? <laughs> Like, I know it's one of those that you're just like epically badass at the same time. He could have done that like in the '60s. He it? literally could have blinked, <laughs> and that would have happened. Like yeah. it always, and they addressed it in the movies too. Like I think it was the movies. I'm gonna go fight Magneto. Oh, that's great. Like, you're <laughs> gonna fight Magneto. 
<laughs> no, that was a skit actually that I watched. But it was <laughs> it's just funny to me because their key enemy controls metal. Metal. And one of their most popular heroes is like metal, metal skeleton. It's just so stupid. <laughs> but you know what? I never yeah. got into the X Men, so. Um, moving on. Earlier this year, it was announced that a follow up to Alan Davis's Savage Hulk would drop, focus focusing on <laughs> Thanos versus Hulk. Is there something funny? Just the way you started was like I, 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 I thought you were having trouble speaking again. <laughs> I'm, I'm stop, hoping now stop mocking will, me <laughs> now I will have fucking problems because you're saying shit dick it's a sabotage operation going on to lazy geeks um, what was that in the family guy stroke stroke stop <laughs> mocking me <laughs> obviously people were excited to see these two incredibly powerful characters go head to head so the buzz spread Plans have changed, however, with the previous four-issue miniseries now being upgraded to a limited series um, starting in December. Hulk vs. Thanos takes place before before the events of Thanos Annual Number 1 and Thanos the Infinity Revelation. Being described as crazy fun and action-packed and super detailed, quote, 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 um, the Jim Starling series is sure to turn some heads. One key detail about the upcoming series is how accessible it should be for new readers by being a self-contained series with readers only needing to really know who Hulk and Thanos are. And at this point, if you don't know who Hulk and Thanos are, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, Not doing it right. Exactly. The story will start off with Pip the Troll. (laughs) You don't need to know who that is. Um, Kidnapping the Hulk with plans to trade him for something Anaya... I always forget how to say that. Nihilus? It's Nihilus, isn't it? Uh, the character? Yeah. Yeah, Nihilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Nihilus has, um, quote, buyer's regret sets in and the story continues onward. <laughs> starting to, yeah, abducting the Hulk. That's probably the dumbest thing you can do in the Marvel <laughs> Um, More quote, Nihilus wants the Hulk slash banner for his own nefarious reasons. Telling you any more than that would prove a spoiler. Um, I'm using him in the story because he's already a great villain that could be even scarier than he already is. Uh, Starling also mentions guest stars are going to be featured, one being Iron Man himself, who recently spent some time in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy in his solo book. That's actually a good run, where he's running running around with them. Um, We will also see, quote, certain members of S.H.I.E.L.D., end quote, uh, as well as, quote, usual suspects, end quote such as Sav- Savage Hulk's um, Blastar. The story is promised to be large in scope, with Starling's, Starling's Bar, Earth, the Negative Zone, and what looks to be the Hulk's own mind, all being set pieces for the book. Um, it's going to be exciting to see just how these giants interact with each other, and we can be sure to see plenty of action, as well as humor, coming out of this series. I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the, the panel-by-panel shot of Thanos trying to do one of his infamous too long I'm better than everyone speeches and the Hulk just punching him in the fucking face. Pulls a pulls an Avenger move where Loki starts talking that he just grabs Loki and starts slamming wow. him around. But also too, I'm actually curious who's stronger? Yeah. Thanos or the Hulk? It sounds like it's Oh, go ahead. No, I mean you can always say well the Hulk gets stronger and angry gets. Yeah, I, I know that, but I I'm just saying like when they first start fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. is The cool thing about it is that it sounds like it's going to be a fun book, like the Rocket Raccoon book yeah. that's out right now. It's 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 fun, and it's got a story to it, but it's just like 
overall a good time, and that's kind of what this book series is going to be like, I think. I think also with it, its self-contained nature, they're going to try to treat it as a uh, more of an intro to Thanos, too, with him being yeah. such a key character in um, the Avengers 3 and stuff yeah. like that. So, All right. Cool. We're looking forward to that. When does that come out again? Did it say? They did. Oh, December, actually. December. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. All right, moving on into technology news. While the media, including us, was talking about the new iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus, there was a bit of news that almost went unnoticed. Apple discontinued its original iPod Classic. On Tuesday, Apple took down their site prior to the reveal of the iPhone 6 and the Apple Watch. But then when the site returned online about noon Pacific time, the iPod Classic had been removed. The device was was originally launched in October of 2001 had been the core of the company's business model with the conception of iTunes. However, it was not until the release of the iPhone that Apple really took off. Apple's pricing and music, uh, pricing of music to 99 cents a song was a uh, heavy driver to get people to pay for music just coming off the heels of Napster. In recent years, I, um, iTunes has been having trouble with its own customers that have become fragmented with smartphones, tablets, and the and that same at uh, that, uh, and oh, like the same what? See, it's not fun when it happens to you, is it? Yeah, like that, and the, and like that came music store. It's like this and like that and like this yeah, and like uh, <laughs> That's mention the creation of streaming services like Pandora, Spotify, and Spotify, and iHeartRadio gave people the freedom to listen to all kinds of music without having to pay for it. Um, of course, the iPod Touch was released in 2007, which took a chunk away from the classic that went to the touchscreen feel and gave people the impression that they had an iPhone without actually having the phone component. Uh, while the touch device seems to be in their future, the classic has fallen away like everything from the early 2000s. Apple did have a better run than other MP3 players that came out in the market around that time. Uh, Microsoft suffered a big blow when their Zoom failed to take away any of Apple's market share from their botched launch of their lim- and to their limited functionality. I fucking love the Zoom. Like, I thought it had so much potential, and I thought the build quality was fucking amazing. But I, like everything, I, Microsoft, they didn't follow through with it. Yeah, they, they really they fucked up on what they could have did with that. I mean, the Zoom software still exists. It's in every Windows phone. But the, the actual device, I thought was awesome. And as the years wore on, it seems that iPod Classic's days were numbered. I recently um, purchased mine about two years ago and then picked up one for my brother when he switched back to um, back over to Android. The only true benefit for the device was if you had more content that could have fit on, a existing iP- on existing touch devices, including the iPhone. However, with the release of the 128GB iPhone 6, this may have been the nail in the coffin for the device. So long, you classic iPod, you will be missed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the classic iPod is still, even though it's just a great device, but it's it's kind of irrelevant with the with the current cell phones that are out and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And then it's still, the classic doesn't play video, does it? Yes, it does. Oh, it does now? Yeah, the new one. The, the newer On that one tiny did. screen, though, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I thought the iPod Touch, is the iPod Touch is still around, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still around. Put him broke, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I can't pay that monthly fee so I'm just so, going to yeah. install Skype on it we'll exactly yeah. I, I'm just going to install that uh, text and call message message system like using Wi-Fi <laughs> give me That's a big yeah. and, and then they, they try to call you and be like yeah I'm on the phone right now bitch 
Yeah. We're not on a phone. Quit, yeah. quit trying to fake it till you make it, all right? Don't, don't step onto the sidewalk because then you're going to lose Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, speaking of phones, this is going to be the good segue of the, the ones I've done this podcast. Um, Windows Phone has been chucking along at its own pace ever since its release. While things have gotten a lot better with the addition of key features like the new Action Center, the Notification Center, they just call it the Action Center, um, there is still a long way to go. Geeks on Gadgets seems to have gotten a hold of an internal Microsoft document that shares some insights on the future of how Microsoft will be changing up their marketing a bit. Um, let's get right into it. The document reads, quote, As part of our phase transition, we will drop the manufacturer name Nokia from product references during the holiday campaign. Um, end quote. Simply put, Microsoft will no longer be using the Nokia name for their phones. After the um, acquisition of of Nokia by Microsoft, this was expected, although a bit sad for nostalgic Nokia fans. Um, the document also states the use of the term Windows Phone and its logo will be replaced with the simpler Windows. Windows yeah. um, this can already be seen in the latest commercials for the Lumia 930, which don't even mention Windows Phone and ads for Cortana, the speech-enabled assistant, only mentioning Windows Phone in a link at the end of the 30-second spot. Um, HTC's new handset has been promoted as the HTC One M8 for Windows, uh, which seems like the new way to, to describe a Windows phone. In retrospective, when I thought about that, though, the whole four Windows thing might be specific to this HTC phone because they have a One Eight that has Android on it too. Mm. So I think they're yeah, just... but I think they're going to probably ditch that one soon, and because I think uh, from what I heard or read recently, it's Android's not even going to be a part of it at all for a HTC phone. Uh, or if um, oh no yeah for HEC phone oh you're thinking about Nokia yeah I'm thinking of Nokia right. and Windows yeah um, this all makes sense when you consider Microsoft's plans for their ecosystem in 2015 the company is planning to merge the Windows RT platform with their phones which will allow a truly cross-platform app store uh, this will boost the usability of both platforms and create a real reason to have a Windows tablet when you have a Windows phone and vice versa um, while it's still a waiting game for Microsoft's mobile platform to mature into what they want it to be, things are looking up. Yeah, when they merge RT, because RT has has a lot more apps. Like, they have a Facebook app. They have, I mean, like, official shit. You know what right, I mean? Right. And yeah. when they merge those two platforms, it's going to be really interesting to see what, what happens with that. I'll see if they don't fuck it up like they've done everything else. Well, I think they've just been, they've been taking their time a little bit too much. I think Windows Phone in general has been doing well. I mean, the the main issue, the main issue was the App Store. But I mean, how can you suddenly have a million apps? You know what I mean? Um, and and the Microsoft has really done everything they could to get people to make apps for their fucking phone. Um, and with the recent acquisition of uh, Minecraft, we can definitely see a Windows Phone version. Of Minecraft um, but it's I think they're doing good. It's just. They, there was a few fuck-ups. Like, the whole Action Center thing, that should have been from the jump. Yeah. Um, I understood... The, the only thing... The only reason I give them sort of a pass on it is because they still had notifications. They were just trying to do it a different way. We had the live tiles. Right. But it, it was just... Every phone has a notification center. It, it's mm. one of those things that people are, are not going to stop complaining about. Yeah. Um, well, so. another thing, too, is, you know, for me, it's... If Microsoft actually follows through... Yeah. with something wholeheartedly and you know yeah you're gonna and here's the thing and Microsoft needs to understand this is that people are going to bitch no matter what 
you need to you need to like you need to understand that not everybody's gonna like it you think apple bowed down to anybody else no they still gonna say no you're gonna like this one and then they're like okay and then they did so nobody's gonna like everything you do so just sit there stick with it yeah i think and tell everybody you like this drink the (laughs) (laughs) kool-aid i think if microsoft looks at their short history with the windows 8 phone right now they should see exactly what you're saying because when it first came out it was universally hated by by review set and now it's still not perfect and it's also still really young but, yeah, but a lot of people are starting to are starting to warm up to over. it. A bit. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm seeing review sites that are reviewing Windows phones now that say this is a great phone. You know, so yeah. it's it's um it's definitely getting. You know, third place is fine. You know, I think I think when they were the first promoting the Windows Phone line, they were trying to go for first place, and they needed to kind of step back a little bit. And I think that's what they're doing now. They're they're focusing on we are the alternative to the other two. Yeah. Instead of we are the replacement for the other two, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's it's it works out a lot better. And and um, I'm actually starting to see a lot more Windows phones. I don't know about LA, but I see a lot of Windows phones out and about. Man, I see a lot of Lumias. You can tell a Lumia from a fucking yeah. mile away. Um, yeah. So definitely a lot more people jumping on board. I'm gonna jump back into it. Um, and obviously, if I'm doing it, it's the thing to do. Um, <laughs> So it's uh, it's broken my ego, <laughs> right? It's it's very interesting um, to see. It's it's been fun watching this whole fucking Windows Phone thing. Even the mistakes, like it's just so so much shit's going on yeah. with this phone, you know. And yeah, it'll be know. interesting to see if they actually are able to to put up or shut up. Uh, but um, all right, so going into Many times people and companies do something that is straight up bitch. bitch. This is a section of the podcast called This Week's This Bitch. So I'm going to go ahead and read the story first, and then we'll talk about who the bitch is in this one. Okay. Have you ever been to a business and thought the service was so awful that you had to share it with the world? <laughs> oh, that's where Yelp comes in. However, it seems that some businesses do not like you sharing your awful experience with the world. Some have even gotten to the point of threatening lawsuits or fining customers if they post negative reviews on Yelp. Well, aside from improving their service or anything, California has decided to make it harder for businesses to go after negative reviewers. Uh, last, Thursday, last Tuesday, Governor Jerry Brown signed a law that bans businesses from adding non-disparagement to their service agreement. This increases the use of free speech to, for consumers on sites like Yelp and tra- Travel Advisor or TripAdvisor. With some of with uh, while this is not spreading like wildfire through online communities that have been uh, on some company uh, that have been there have been some companies that's it that tried to take legal action against people bringing negative reviews to their products or businesses. Amazon refused to do uh, remove negative product uh refused to remove negative product reviews from products sold on their site apple went to the point of removing them from amazon to prove a point (laughs) (laughs) um more recently the hotel in hudson new york had a clause in their agreement that would fine customers 500 bucks to give negative um to each negative comment left on the social on any social media site from the party or any of their guests 
Granted, not all, all re negative reviews are from actual customers, but neither are some of the glowing ones that businesses pay people for to put on social media sites. Uh, there are a few lawsuits pending in regards to businesses taking legal action against Yelp for not revealing names of reviewers to businesses that have a problem with their reviews. In the end, it seems that this is a way for businesses to try and promote their business to, a, uh, to the way they wish they were, not to how they are. This is, free, this is free speech, and if businesses don't like it, they can remove their presence from places like Yelp. It's that easy. Um, the, the original LA Times article actually noted that in some states that you know there's litigation going on of Yelp refusing to give up reviewers' names because businesses want their names because you know they quote unquote, "Oh, this person didn't even go to my store," or you know, "I want to know who these people are." It's like, you know what? There's not anonymous. When you're leaving a review on Yelp, you have to leave your name yeah. or have a, a screen name. But there's, you should, it doesn't matter. If you have a series of reviews that are negative about your place, that, that should say something to you. Yeah, you, should, you, it should tell you that you should suck less. Yeah. I mean, if you have one bad review amongst all these reviews, you've got to suck it up and say, like, you know, you're not going to win over everything. And you got to read the review too. I mean, if they're saying, "Yeah, they, you know, promised me this. They didn't do that. They they didn't promise me in the time that they were supposed to." That's a problem. But if they're like, "Yeah, they had this pink on the back wall, and it totally like just destroyed my experience," that's where you're like, "Fuck you." <laughs> but um, Yelp is actually really happy that uh, California passed this law and is really urging other states to pass the same law because really it's consumer protection. Yeah, is really what you're doing. I mean, yeah, they talk about like, oh, I don't like these negative reviews. But what about the ones that you get? Like, and this is my favorite is when you go to like an app store and you look at an app and you have like about as many people that hate the app that love it. And then when you go to the, the app and the ones that love it, it's almost the same identical phrasing. Oh, this is a re revolutionary. It's amazing. I can't live without it. And then you have other ones that are like, this is complete shit. I can't even log in you know, and all of this stuff. And you're just kind of like, hmm. Because, you know, there are companies out there that post positive reviews yeah. for payment. You know. Bullshit. Yeah. So, basically, the bitch in this story is businesses. Businesses trying to project an image that they want, not the one they actually give. So, that's this week's This Bitch. Uh, if you'd like to recommend a This Bitch to the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or mention it on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, all one word, using the hashtag this bitch. You can even email it to us at the website at thelazygeeks.com. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show, iTunes, the website, or Libsyn. We're even on Stitcher now. So let us know how we're doing, because we can actually see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we have a bunch of social media too. We're on Facebook, Google Plus, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So go to those websites. Go to the website, lazygeeks.com. You can see the links to all our various social media havens. All that is it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, peace out. <laughs>
This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. <laughs>